Whether you're in North or South Carolina or anywhere else in the world, enter the Cat Cave to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast as part of the Keep Pounding Podcast Network and powered by the Fans First Sports Network where you can find shows such as Embrace, Debate, or Inside the Vault. Uh, folks, we got a, we got a little, little treat this week. Since I, I did the show solo last week, uh, I decided to bring on a, a familiar face from my show. If you've ever seen or listened to Tap Outs and Touchdowns, I've got my guy Banker Bill. Bill Tomer's on the show with us to talk some Carolina Panthers this week. Bill, how's it going, bud? It's going good, man. I'm, I'm excited to be part of the Cat Cave. Honestly. Yeah, it's cool. uh, it's it's different, man. So I mean, it's I don't think it's it's really a mystery that Michael Davis and I have have different rooting interests outside the Panthers as well as rooting for the Panthers. Uh, right. But it, it'll be an, it'll be a fun take to sort of. Get to dive into what we what we've witnessed over the last week with someone who is truly objective and can give us his honest opinion about the Panthers. At least it is our homer least, team. It's our homer team. Yeah, at, at least that's what I'm hoping for out of you tonight, Bill. Yeah, yeah. So, so thank thanks for uh, Bill Tomer for joining us tonight. Um, let's get right into it, shall we? We got we got a, a lot to get into. Uh, first of all, let's start off with uh, coming off of last week's game. Carolina Panthers hosted the New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football. Tell you what, Bill, this was not an exciting game to watch. Panthers lose on Monday Night Football 20 to 17 to the Derek Carr led Saints. Uh, Bill, what's your what's your first take on watching? Because I'm sure we watched this game uh at least somewhere into the fourth quarter. What was your take on you know from, from watching this game? What were your takeaways here? We the Carolina Panthers have problems on both sides of the ball, unfortunately. Uh just not a good showing from the offense or the defense. The defense played okay. I mean, I, we don't know what we're getting from Derek Carr and the Saints yet, but I just play Bryce Young. I think we we had really high expectations, Ryan, and I don't think he's going to be able to live up to them. And probably I should have read a little bit more before I chalked up a, a big seven wins on the Carolina Panthers season. I know you went even higher than that, but uh, boy, it's gonna it's gonna be a long one, man. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, who the Panthers take at the end in the draft because it's going to be a high draft pick. I mean, we'll just have to figure that out as we come uh, later on in the season. Listen, I I I want to be optimistic. I really do. Tough. Tough. Unfortunately, it, it doesn't seem like there's been an improvement from the preseason into the regular season. Now, granted, it's everybody can call it an overreaction through two weeks, uh, but they don't look good. If you look on the New Orleans side of the ball. Uh, they gave up defensively. The Panthers gave up 228 passing yards from Derek Carr. Now they did get to him four times and, and, and pick him off once. So the right. defense is getting pressure. However, every time they put Taysom Hill in the ball or, or in the game at, at Wildcat quarterback, whatever you want to call it, I'm going to call it a Taysom Hill package. They had no answer for it. Nine carries, 75 yards out of the quarterback scramble. The quarterback run for Taysom Hill averaged 8.3 yards per attempt. Uh, you look at the uh, the the running back. Obviously, Jamal Williams uh, gets hurt in this game. Uh, he's going to miss some time for the Saints. Uh, but you look at Tony Jones. He only averaged two point eight yards to carry, but he found the end zone twice. And uh, the 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 defensive secondary again give up two hundred and twenty eight passing yards. Chris Olave made some great catches in this game for the Saints. Six catches, eighty six yards. Looked phenomenal for the New Orleans Saints, and, and looks like that, that with with Derek Carr, there's Great days ahead for a lobby. If you look over to the Panther side of the ball, because this is where we're the most, most disappointed. Bryce Young, 153 passing yards. 
He did throw a touchdown, but he late. was also very yeah, late. It was it was Almost very late touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, we're all oh, we're getting there, Bill. Don't you worry. Okay. okay. Uh, he he was also sacked four times. Miles Sanders got fourteen rushing attempts in this game. Generally speaking, fourteen touches should be able to get you some some good numbers on the ground. Forty three yards rushing, three point one yards uh, per carry, and as a fantasy football player, I'm thinking Miles Sanders is going to have a good game. The Panthers are down 20 to 20 to 10 going into the fourth quarter on a final drive with, with, with very little time left. They pull Miles Sanders out and they start feeding Chuba Hubbard little dump pass, dump passes that the saints were given up. That's where honestly, that's where a bulk of yards came out for, for Bryce young 22 of 33 passing only 153 yards. That's not a great yard per attempt. If you will. Now, Granted, you finally get Adam Thielen the ball. Seven catches, 54 yards, and he did score the late touchdown here for the Panthers. But your 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 best receiver last week, Hayden Hurst, three catches for 20, uh, 20 yards. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, again, your second leading receiver, five catches, 34 yards. Jonathan Mingo, rookie wide receiver out of Ole Miss, three catches in this game, but he had a lot of drops. I'm going to – I said I wanted to be an optimist. It's hard to be optimistic right now. And I'm going to tell you why, Bill. The Carolina Panthers offense is vanilla, unimaginative, the opposite of explosive. Like, would you call that like duds? Like if you're shooting fireworks and you try to light one off and it just the little thing just sizzles and then it gets to the, gets to the actual firecracker and nothing happens. Like you're waiting, like, should I go get it? Is it going to blow up my hand? No, it's not going to blow up in your hand yeah, because it, it's it is a dud. Neat. It's the fifth worst offense through two weeks of the season in the NFL. 260 yards per game. That's pretty bad. I know. I know that Bryce Young is only in his second pro game. I know that there's not really a true number one wide receiver on this team. You trade away DJ Moore in a package to be able to go up and get Bryce Young. Right. So your number your there's number is not one's really gone. a number one wide receiver. There's not a number. There's, there's not, not a number, number one, two. Yeah. There's not even a number two. You pretty much just have a number three. It's really I'm gonna I'm gonna come out right I'm gonna come out right now and say it. I know we're only two weeks into the season. There's a lot of football left to be played. There's a lot of sure. stuff that can be can be worked out and figured out throughout the season. But nothing in the preseason and nothing up to this point leads me to believe that the Panthers are gonna be able to A protect Bryce Young and B get the ball to their wide receivers. It doesn't seem like the wide receivers can get open at least with some consistency. Right. And that big that big prediction that I had on here and I had on our show, Bill, <laughs> that Hayden Hurst was going to get either up to up, upwards of 100 catches or 1,000 yards. I think we're go ahead. Go, go I think ahead. We're and, yeah, let, let's, let's go ahead and, uh, and, and go ahead and toss that out the window. That's not going to happen. I don't think a receiver on this team pushes 800 yards receiving this season. I can't say that I would disagree with you. I can't say I, I don't see it. It's it's not happening right now. And, and if you look at statistics from first round, number one overall draft picks, quarterbacks, you know, those statistics, they're usually terrible. Uh, we're talking, uh, I think I, I read it, Ryan, uh, Terry Bradshaw, Troy Aikman, John Elway, and Peyton Manning won a combined 10 games in their first season. That's pretty awful. Yeah, pretty and, awful, and, and that's and, and that's that's the expectation for Bryce Young. And I know, I I know you and I both had a, a little bit higher of an expectation for this team because they were decent last year. 
almost won the division. I mean, we thought we would get they were a game out of a little the bit of improvement, and now and now we're getting this this quarterback that looked pretty dynamic in college. Um, I think Bryce Young is realizing that the NFL is quite a bit harder, and I, I that was my expectation that he would find. And I said that he's going to start slow, but man, there's I'm looking at C.J. Stroud doing what he's doing in Houston right now. I mean, the guy just threw for 300 and some yards this week. He had 250 the first week. I think he's close to 600 yards total. I think he's over 600 yards in the first two weeks combined. You've got Bryce Young that's dinking and dunking it everywhere, man, at five yards per attempt. I mean, that's not good. It's not good. I don't, I don't see anything that's that gets me excited. He had a nice run this week. He ran for 26 yards on a run, and he juked the guy that thought he was going to slide. Everybody's like, oh, he juked the guy. The guy didn't try to hit him. Like yeah. He just like reached out like, oh, I thought you were going to go down. You know, that, that, that's, that was nothing. Almost like know, the, man, fake, I'm, I'm nervous. the fake slide that got ruled out in college. Like you can't fake the slide and yes. then take off. Yeah, that was um, even a fake slide. I think you just expect it. You got defenders that are not going to go, to, you know, not go after him. Yeah, listen, it's uh, <laughs> like I said, it's really hard to get excited about this team. When I don't even remember what they put up in week one, as far as points go, like it just didn't, it didn't look good. The offense, again, it's vanilla. They, they're not pushing the ball. You mentioned Bryce Young had had a, a nice little running game this week, but like, that's the, that's what they don't want to happen. They had a guy that could do all the running on the, you know, running right, around as right. a quarterback. And we saw how that ended. Uh, when you look at, when you look at, you, you talk about CJ Stroud, here's a prime example of a rookie quarterback that tried to do it with his legs. And Anthony Richardson, two rushing touchdowns, but's concussed on his second touchdown run. Like you can't, that's that's not sustainable. They're gonna have no, to find ways. They're they're gonna have to find ways to move the ball offensively. If you know, I, I, I heard something on the radio earlier this week where I think Bryce Young has like the third, the third least amount of time. If I'm not sure how to say that right without coming off like a moron, I know um, to throw the ball. Amount of time in the he has before, before he gets by the run. time yeah. that he pressure. By the time he snaps the ball, he has something along the lines of 1.3 seconds before he has a chance to op- opportunity to throw the ball. You could be Tom Brady. You could be Patrick Mahomes. You could be the best quarterback to ever play. Best quarterbacks to ever play this game. If you have less than two seconds to drop back and look for a receiver, you're not going to be able to get the ball out. Especially one that's very young and trying to learn the game. Yeah. That's going to make so, it that much worse. It's compounded. I Listen, I'm rooting for the Panthers. If you're watching the video, I've still got my Mike Davis Panthers jersey on, even though he's been gone for like three years. I will rock a Panthers jersey every time I come onto the Cat Cave. One of the three that I have, I will rock a Panthers jersey. But unfortunately, from a realistic standpoint, things don't look good. And I'll tell you another reason why they don't look good. One of the leaders of this offense, or of excuse me, of the defense, one of our, our one of the, the best defensive players on the Carolina Panthers defense, Shaq Thompson, underwent surgery this week for a broken fibula. Now out for the season. He led the team with tack and tackles in 2022 with 135 tackles. We talk about needing to keep that defensive pressure, needing to keep keep the Panthers to, in order to keep the Panthers in games this year. The defense is going to need to stay stay uh, with some consistency that they've already shown. Now, granted, they just gave up a bunch of yards, not a lot of touchdowns. They still got pressure on the quarterback. They were still able to turn over Derek Carr. But when you lose a guy like Shaq Thompson, I mean, Bill, in your opinion, what is it? What are the, what is this sort of? I mean, it's not Brian Burns. Granted, the Panthers still haven't signed Brian Burns. 
Didn't he lead the tack the team in tackles last season? Shaq Thompson did, yeah. Yeah. So what is what does a loss like this mean for the Carolina Panthers going forward? I mean, it's next man up mentality. But obviously you're gonna it's gonna be a drop off in talent. He's your starter, he's a good player. And leading your team in tackles is nothing to, you know, take a stick at it. It's you know. I mean, what are you going to do? Where are you going to get production like that? Where are you going to have people making plays that where Shaq Thompson was making plays last season and the last couple of games? That is not a loss you want. And man, I think the it's it's not looking good in Carolina, and a situation like that is making it look much. I wouldn't say much worse, but it definitely doesn't help the situation. Uh, I don't know who Shaq Thompson's backup is, but it's his time to shine. He's got to make it happen. He did get a sack in the game late, coming in in relief for Shaq Thompson. It was late in the game. Because it, it felt like as the game went on, this, the New Orleans Saints, I don't want to say they started going conservatively, but the Panthers defense knew they if, if they were going to win that game, they had to make a stop. Right. And so they kept coming after Derek Carr. That's how they wound up with four sacks. I'm with you. And, and on the other side of it, Brian Burns, another star, star linebacker, that, that all Carolina fans want the Panthers to go ahead and pay Burns so this doesn't stretch out past, past the end of the season. Go ahead and pay Brian Burns. However, he's also been limited in practice this week. It doesn't now granted limited and not practicing are two right. different things. Right. But and that we, can keep you out of a game. And when we talk about not practicing, we got to look at none other than the guy that we've been talking about most of the, most of the show so far. Rookie quarterback, Bryce young misses practice on Wednesday uh, due to an ankle injury. And the status for this week for, for Bryce young is unknown. I don't anticipate them sitting Bryce young this early. Now, granted, if they did, it's not like they don't have somebody who's never played football behind him. Oh, in Andy don't Dalton. even talk about it. Oh, I mean, that's an okay, okay backup. It's, but he's not going to be. You were talking about not having an explosive offense. Andy Dalton is like the marquee quarterback for not having a, a, an explosive offense. If you just want run of the mill, you know, slow play. There's nothing exciting. If he gets any kind of pressure, he falls down because Andy can't run. That that's Andy Dalton see much out of him so i really hope that we continue to see bryce on the field i really hope that he gets uh that ankle right uh, i mean bill is it h- how big of a concern is it that we just talked about the fact that run running quarterbacks are not sustainable long term and now here we got a guy who's a mobile quarterback who's dealing with an ankle injury two weeks into his career we just we talked about it you got to keep bryce young upright you got to keep him off his back, and you got to keep him healthy. You know, they're not saying are. he got hurt in the game, too. We don't even know what happened to give him this injury. So was it during the game? I mean, we saw him finish the game on Monday night, and now he's got an ankle injury. What is this? Did it did it happen? You know, was he playing basketball on on, on Tuesday? And we don't know. I mean, that's like exactly. They're not telling us. Yeah. They're not saying it happened in the in the game, and now he's missing practice. Like that seems pretty. Uh, Pretty significant for him not to practice at all. They're resting the foot. So, I mean, it makes me nervous. What's going on there in Carolina? What's going to happen with Bryce Young? Whether or not we're going to see him play come Sunday? Yeah, according to Panthers.com, uh, the Panthers had a walkthrough on Wednesday to account for the short week, um, but he did not participate right. uh, because of an ankle ankle injury. Uh, Young finished Monday's game, actually had his best possession of the night in the fourth quarter. We talked about that already. Um, but the Panthers also listed four players as limited on Wednesday, including Brian Burns, Justin Houston, running back Miles Sanders with a pectoral injury, and linebacker Chandler Wooten. Um, but yeah, like you said, no mention on where the ankle injury came from. 
but a lot of a lot of guys, man, just banged up. And I mean, I, listen, the NFL regular season, football. nobody is ever going to be one hundred percent. It's football, yeah. But these are some these are some big names: Shaq Thompson, uh, Justin Houston, Brian Miles Burns, Sanders. Miles Sanders, and I just talked about the fact that, like, I was from a fantasy perspective. Extremely disappointed in the fact that Miles Sanders didn't do more with those 14 carries. We'll go. Let's let's go back for a second, and and go back to talking that game. And let's we talked about how how the opposite of innovative this offense has been. I was a big proponent on the fact Miles Sanders was coming off a career year. He got paid better than any running back in the offseason. He was going to come in and he was going to be able to take the pressure off of Miles uh, off of Bryce Young. Is Miles Sanders too patient of a running back, Bill? No, I think they have an issue with their interior offensive line. I don't think they have very good offensive linemen. I don't think it's not like Chuba Hubbard's blowing up the world either when he gets the ball. So, like you said, he was getting catching some passes on Monday night, but no, I don't think Miles Sanders is really the issue. I wasn't excited about him in Carolina because they, they didn't seem to have that great of an offensive line, and Philadelphia did. So I, I didn't think he would duplicate what he did last year. Did I think he would take the pressure off Bryce Young? I mean, he is a little bit of a threat. He's a decent running back. I don't think he's a great one. I, I think they need some offensive line help in Carolina. Um, I needed two points for Miles Sanders. Two. <laughs> two points on that last drive. Goes, you know, the goes. worst the worst part about it was it was it was they weren't down 20 to 20 to 10. They were down 20, I believe 20 to 9 because they had to go for a two-point conversion. They would get it to make it 20 to 17 with under two to play. But they went for my, like Chuba Hubbard was the running back the entire, the entire drive. I think he had three or four catches on that final drive on the two point conversion. They were going for Miles Sanders in the end zone and he just didn't get open. And I, he, they threw it to Thielen for the two point conversion. So that's how it works, man. That's how that's, I mean, fantasy, fantasy football. That's how you're going to, you live and die with it. I, um, I'm going to tell you right now, I am not starting a single Panther in fantasy football this week. I had Miles Sanders in two or three leagues, two, maybe, maybe all three leagues. I have benched Miles Sanders for Jameer Gibbs in one league. I benched him in my flex for Tutu Atwell, wide receiver from the Rams in one league. And uh, I don't even know who I benched him for in another league, especially coming out with a pectoral injury now. Like there's, there's a chance something, something worsens with that. And he doesn't play this week, uh, which bodes well for Chuba Hubbard. Uh, but not so much for the Panthers' offense. Listen, they don't have an easy game this weekend. Let's go ahead and get into it before we before we wrap up the show. Uh, we'll try to make it quick for you here this week. Carolina Panthers taking on the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. It's a 4.05 Eastern time kickoff, so it's an early kickoff for the Seahawks. The Seahawks coming off of an overtime win over the Detroit Lions. We'll talk about that for another day. Uh, but uh, Seattle Seahawks favored by 5.5 in this game. Bill. Do the Panthers – I want to ask if the Panthers have a chance to win this game. But I'm going to ask, do the Panthers have a chance to cover this spread? <laughs> no. No, I don't think so. Honestly, don't think so. I don't know why that's not opening higher than it is right now. Um, I would bet the heck out of the Seahawks at a five-and-a-half-point spread. The Seahawks obviously played a really good game against a decent team in Detroit. And now the Panthers with an ailing quarterback, an ailing running back, an ailing defense – going to go into that raucous what, what do they even call it now I, I forget it used to be the century link it is a lumen field up there in seattle and uh boy that place is tough to play i had season tickets for i think six five or six years up there 
in Seattle, and it is a tough place to play. And I feel bad for Bryce Young having to go in there. I don't think they cover five and a half. Yeah, if you look at Seattle's Seattle's offense so far this year, Geno Smith's got 440 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Kenneth Walker didn't have a great running game last weekend, except for the fact that he found two two touchdowns, uh, or he found the end zone twice against the Lions. He's got 107 yards rushing on the season. I believe that's good for 3.7 yards per carry. He's not great running the ball, uh, but he's getting it done. Um, and and you've obviously you've got three really great receivers on that team and Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and the and the rookie uh, Jackson, Jackson Smith, Smith and Jigba. And Jigba. Uh, between the three of them, they have 27 catches on the season, 26, 27, something like that. On the, on and they the, did not the have season. a good first game. They played the Rams in the first game. And they, they oh, they got, got destroyed pretty bad on their own field. I say that, you know, I'm, Carolina's got to go up on their field now. And, but, yeah, it was not a good first game, and uh, they played really well last week against Detroit. It, unexpectedly, I don't think any, a lot of us expected the Detroit to get beat on their own field after beating KC on that, you know, that Thursday night opener, and, and Seattle did it. So which Seattle team are we going to get? Are we going to get the Rams team, that, you know, the team that played the Rams? Or are we get the team that played the Lions? And if they get the team that played the Lions, I think Carolina's in for a really long afternoon. Yeah, listen again. Try, trying to be trying to be the optimist. I want to be the optimist. I want to see Carolina win some games. I did pick them to win seven, and I don't see that right now. Seattle, Seattle's coming off of a season and that, that saw them make the wild card. Uh, we saw Geno Smith make a Pro Bowl. Um, was a really great quarterback last year. Really good team good last year. You add a couple of, of impact rookies on offense and Zach Charbonnet at running back and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Again, it's hard. It's really hard to expect the Panthers to go in and be competitive with the Seahawks team when you can't when you can't run the ball, when your receivers can't get open, and when your quarterback doesn't have the time to drop back to find an open receiver. It it all it, it, it just doesn't it doesn't do well. The Seahawks got uh, the Seahawks ended the interception list streak from Jared Goff last week. He had the fourth most com- uh, consecutive completions or consecutive pass attempts without an interception in NFL history. Seahawks ended that in Detroit last week. And uh, Bryce Young, uh, I, I don't think he, th- I, I could be wrong. I don't, I don't remember if he threw an interception last week or not. And I, I don't think I'm he a, did. I don't bad think he, did so. he, had, he had an 87.7 passer rating, which is not bad. That's, you know, that's a decent passer yeah. rating. It's not, not awful, right? Uh, but only the one, one touchdown, which brings it up. And just awful, awful yards per attempt, just down in the fives. Yeah, he's he's completing fifty nine point two percent of his passes. Is Bryce Young this season? Two hundred ninety nine total yards. A uh, a quarter looks like a quarterback rating of sixty six point six. So you oh. talk about really, oh. really bad. Uh, I mean, six six six. That's not that. that hey. that's even worse. Right. Uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions on the year. A touchdown to Hayden Hurst in Week One, and Adam Thielen in Week Two. Listen, this is a Carolina Panthers podcast. This is your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast. It's hard to sit in the cat cave and feel comfortable. There's a draft coming in, and it's a little it's a little chilly, but you can't sh- quite shut the window. The door, the, the 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 seal on the door is broken. You can't quite get that draft, and that that draft is called the Seattle Seahawks. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a pretty pretty rough day. Uh, for the Carolina Panthers on Sunday afternoon. Uh, again, prayers that they they prove me wrong. 
and that we I get to come back on the show next week and talk to you all about us. how prove us absolutely absolutely just catastrophically wrong I was about what the Panthers are going to do this weekend. Um, folks, that's that's about the show. That's really all we had for you this week was kind of just discussing last week and, and previewing this week along with some some big injury news and in both Shaq Thompson and now Bryce Young uh, dealing with an ankle injury sort of out of nowhere, if you will. Uh, continued thoughts go out to Michael Davis. He'll be back with us at some point. I'm um, still dealing with an illness, so we're going we're gonna to continue to wish him well. You can always find Banker Bill, Bill Tomer here, uh, on my other show, Tap Outs and Touchdowns, that you can follow on Twitter at Tap Outs and TDs or go to Facebook.com slash Tap Outs and Touchdowns where you can find the wrestling shows that I do on that on that, on that that show. Uh, you can find the, the football shows that Baker Bill and I do every live every Wednesday night or uh, Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. But until then, you can exit the cat cave until next week, but listen to more content on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel and more Carolina-centric podcasts on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. For Bill Tomer, I'm Ryan Frick, and we'll see you next week right here inside the Cat Cave.